Hey everyone, welcome to our Coffee with Alan time today. Uh, I wanted to talk about um, a subject that I brought up on Sunday and uh, caused quite a bit of stir. Um, and uh, I wanted to address a little bit more of it because um, I, I, it specifically around the, the concept of, of politics and the, the, the relational dynamic of Christians to specifically to America. And, um, and I, I don't want to be, I want to, be very careful how, how I speak this because I want it to be you know encouraging I want it to be thoughtful and, and you know well thought out um, graceful and um, but also fair uh, and I think on Sunday um, I, I want to just make a kind of a confession um, transparency here um, I think I may have been over overstepped I may have overstepped I think I may have overstated in an emotional way um, what I really believe um, and, and maybe it went maybe too far in my verbiage, um, kind of what the, the context I'm talking about is when, uh, when I mentioned, you know, that God, you know, Jesus came to inaugurate you know, this, this baptism was an inauguration for him and actually the inauguration of insurrection. And, um, you know, when, when I talked about, you know, Jesus was baptized to inaugurate his mission to seek and to save the lost. Um, the day of his baptism was inauguration of his kingdom. Uh, this was this was Jesus's mission. Uh, I truly believe this. You know that it's here to cultivate a new creation, a new kingdom, and a new culture. You know, inaugurating this you know this this inauguration to insurrection. You know, against the world value system. You know, specifically you know, the American values, um, specifically you know individualism and consumerism and and isolationism. Uh, just a lot of isms uh, that, to go against, you know, the world's value system. Um, and uh, specifically, you know, talking about a, this is an exchange of loyalties. Now, I think this is where I got into a little bit of, of muddy waters um, with the Pledge of Allegiance. And, you know, and I think it was, it came across, to, I mean, to some as, uh, and, and, and could, you know, as I listened to it several times again, it, it may have been, you know, um, come across as I was calling us to denounce or renounce uh, America. Basically, the America's you know gone to hell in a handbasket. We're just we're not Americans anymore. Like America's done for. You know, just uh, basically trying to you know, renounce the, our, our identity as Americans. And I, I think it may have come across that way. And I can I can I can definitely see you know watching it now how that could have come across. Um, and so I had a, a couple of conversations this 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 week uh, until now, and just you know, just really kind of wanting to delve more into that. Uh, what does it look like for us as believers, as people who are part of the kingdom of God, who pledge allegiance to Jesus Christ alone, um, and you know, to st to see our identity as citizens of America, because we are Americans. We we live here in America. We we are you know America as to, like and many, especially here in here in Montana. Um, you know, Americanism, you know, this you know, patriotism uh, for America, you know, comes from a great place. It comes from a place where we believe that America was founded upon biblical ideals, uh, a place of freedom. You know, freedom and you know, all the basically the Bill of Rights and 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 uh, the, the the Constitution came from a biblical mindset of of wanting to cultivate freedom. Um, you know, because if you look at Israel, a lot of times we can think, oh, they were full, just covered in laws, but they were a really free people. And the concept of freedom comes from the Bible, comes from our faith. And uh, and so 
Yeah, and so that we, that we take into account this, you know, how we feel that you know, believe that America was founded, uh, the the wonderful principles and the and the men of men and women of God that established this nation to love and, and serve the Lord, um, and and so I think my, my, so I think where maybe my passion on Sunday came out of was a place of frustration. And to be quite honest, I mean, I think all of us can sense that frustration, right? The political sphere over the last, you know, several months and well, years has just been boiling up to a head. And it's so frustrating, um, especially as believers who see the, the founding of this country on biblical principles upon the Christian faith. And I, get, I want to be, be very careful again. Um, we are, we don't, we're not living in a theocracy and I don't believe that America should ever be treated as a theocracy, as if we should rule everyone by, you know, everyone should be Christians and everyone should be ruled and governed as though they're Christians, expecting non-Christians to, to live a Christian way. That's never, I think, God's, God's uh, intent, especially biblically. I don't think you can ever say that. Um, I think when we look at um, the frustration, I think, especially from, from those of us in the church, we're seeing this country that originally was intended to honor God. And now we see so much in our world that is dishonoring to God, in our, specifically in our country, in America. And it's continually going that direction. Things are continually going in a frustrating direction of you know, censorship and uh, specifically you know, there's different, different issues. Well, I don't want to get into too many of those, but just different hot button issues that cause division uh, in our world, cause division in our church, and especially now that it's basically, it seems like all these biblical values, these anti-Christian, anti-faith, anti-God values are being shoved down the church's throat. Um, almost in essence, like the church was shoving our Christianity down non-believers' throats for many, many decades. And so I want us to, I want, I want to, to be mindful um, of our Christian roots in, I'm sorry, in our, in our American roots and, and the countless lives that have died to honor this country, to, 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 to give themselves for this, for this nation, for what they believed was the America that they knew and loved. And I think the growing frustration and maybe the, the verbiage of, of separationism, of not thinking of ourselves as Americans, but thinking of ourselves more as just only, you know, specifically and only citizens of the kingdom of God and never, you know, never saying the Pledge of Allegiance again, but only pledging, pledging allegiance to God. I think a lot of that came out of this frustration at the state of our country. Um, I was texting with a friend of mine yesterday and uh, just looking at... Um, you know, um, you know, after I read, you know, I just kind of read, read through this a little bit. You know, yeah, my verbiage may have come, come been a, been a bit too strong. I, I could see how, how it could come across as, you know, call, as a call to denounce or renounce America as our country. Um, and, um, and, I, and, and so the, there's this, this element of balance, this balancing all these things in our lives, you know, balancing our faith and, you know, view, you know, viewing everything in our lives through our faith, you know, that, and, you know, viewing our family, viewing our, our, our country, you know, God, family, country, as this guy said, um, and especially has very deep roots in this area. Um, and I said, you know, true, like, you know, life, thanks for, for letting me know, you know, life takes balance, right? God, family, country, we don't renounce any, but we, we, but being willing to ask where our ultimate allegiance and loyalties lie. 
Um, I, was, I feel like that was more of what I was trying to get out on Sunday, you know, trying to figure out what is the ultimate allegiance? Where's if, if push comes to shove, um, where does my ultimate allegiance come down to? Um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, so I'm trying to, you know, but, you know, you talked about, you know, being, you know, this cool tattoo that he wanted to get like a pro deo pro, pro familia, pro patria, um, you know, pro, pro God, pro family, pro, uh, patron, you know, patri, uh, country. Um, and I said, you know, that's a good way to see it. They're always, pro, you know, they're, that we are always pro, um, never adversus anti patri, you know, country. We're never entry anti country. Um, and I, and I think it may have come across that way on Sunday. And, uh, and I, and I, and I think in a very, you know, going back and watching it a few times, I can definitely see how I may have, I, I may have, it came across that direction because I was coming out of a place of frustration at the state of our country, at the state of our politics, at the state of our, our social and economic way, you know, way of life right now that there's so much fraction and division going on and there's so much hatred and censorship and um, things, it feels like social issues are being shoved down everyone's throat on both sides. Um, you know, I think we were, and I said, we are only ever adversus or anti-diabolus. Diablo, uh, you know, which is anti-Satan, anti-devil. We are anti, you know, the, you know, the, the great enemy. Remembering who our enemy is. Remembering who our true, you know, hatred should be wielded after. And that is Satan um, and Satan alone. Um, and so I wrote this. This is where I want to come down to. You know, uh, like to live, like to love country is first to love God and to be saddened with the state of the country and to pray for its return. Like those who are part of the remnant in Israel, we, my wife and I have been reading this about this in in Scripture right now. Like as we've been following all the the, you know, the division of the kingdom of Israel after King Solomon died, and we've been following this, um, you know the you know Israel like every single king in Israel uh, because it divided into Israel in the north and Judah in the south, in Jerusalem and, and stuff. So Israel and the kingdom in the north never not one of the kings were good. Every single king was bad. Um, especially right now, we just read about Ahab and how he was the worst of all of them. But how it, even in the midst of all of these evil kings, there was still a remnant. God, the Bible calls a remnant. You know, there, for them, it was only 7,000 people who, who were, who, um, you know, during the division of Israel, you know, the, that were loyal to God and desired to serve and worship God uh, rather than to serve the evil direction that, that the nation was going because of its wicked rulers, its wicked leaders, uh, praying to God for its return um, to honoring God, first and foremost. And so that, that I think really, if you think about it, that's more of my heart, like wanting to make sure that we understand who our first and foremost allegiances lie to, you know, are, are tied to. Now, this remnant still was under the leaders of of, of Israel. They were still under underneath Ahab, the wickedest ruler that was leading all the people to sacrifice babies to Molech um, and you know, to, to to worship the idols, to go to the high places, to do all these things that were counter to God and God hated. And he destroyed several households. I mean, all th three all three of these first kings uh, of Israel, were, God destroyed their entire households and yet they kept still doing evil in you know, generation to generation to generation. And it kept getting worse. And that's why it's like as I read about Israel and, and all the evil kings in the north, I just 
I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm living in those days. I feel like I'm living in a place that has left God, that has abandoned its, its roots of, of, of desiring to even follow God in its leadership and to follow the biblical you know, ways that were said, you know, everything, so much of the morality in our society has been, is biblical values and you do not murder. That's a biblical value. You know, don't covet. You know, which is don't steal, don't you know, go after the, your, your neighbor's stuff. Like that's a biblical value. Don't commit adultery. That's a biblical value. You know, all these, you know, don't you know, do not steal. Of course, biblical value. And it seems like it's. I'm just. Be, I become so frustrated with the state of our country that I feel like I may have gone overboard um, in denouncing. You know, denouncing it. I'd say I wouldn't. Say, I don't even say that I would call call for denouncing it like I don't I feel like just it's like loving our country but wanting to pray for it because we see it's going in a in a bad direction it's been going in a bad direction for generations for decades um and and just seeing our call uh, as being a part of the insurrection of the kingdom of God you know cultivating a new kingdom a new culture uh, a new creation in creation itself um, that our first allegiance lies to our brothers and sisters in Christ across the world, um, and yeah, but it also you know, lies with our fellow countrymen in America, and desiring their good. We're never, never desiring its evil. Never renouncing or denouncing our citizenship. Because that's one thing. You know, looking at Scripture in the New Testament with Paul. Paul never called the New Testament church to denounce the Roman Empire. You know, denounce their Roman citizenship. Uh, denounce the Isra you know, Israeli you know, leaders, you know, the, the Pharisees and the, and the Sadducees, the religious rulers. He never called for them to denounce or renounce them or to curse them. In fact, I mean, if you look at this, I'm going to you know, go to three, three passages in Scripture specifically. So Romans 13, you know, let everyone submit to the governing authorities since there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are instituted by God. So then the ones, the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves for rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Do you want to be unafraid of the one in authority? Do what is good and you will have its approval for it, for it is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid because it does not carry the sword for no reason. For it is God's servant, an avenger that brings wrath on the one who does wrong. Therefore you must submit, not only because of wrath, but also because of your conscience. And for this reason you pay taxes, since the authorities are God's servants, continually attending to these tasks. Pay your ob obligations to everyone, taxes to whom, to those whom taxes are, I'm sorry, taxes to those you owe taxes, tolls to those who, who, who you owe tolls, respect to those who you owe respect and honor to those who you owe honor. And so we need to honor our country. We need to respect the men and women in uniform, both, you know, police, you know, fire, you know, fire, you know, first responders, uh, military. We need to honor and respect those who, who deserve and honor our respect. Um, and, and this, this comes into as well, um, our political leaders, our president, Joe Biden, we need to honor and respect Joe Biden, no matter how much you disagree with him. And I believe that there's great evil coming out of Washington, you know, leading us in, in a wrong direction in a lot of different ways. Not just not just our president, not just Biden, not just not just our, our Congress, 
uh, but so much of the politics and, and, and economics and, and social social media, mass media, just there's so much distortion and evil um, going on in, I believe, in our country right now. And I don't want us to denounce our country or renounce our citizenship as American citizens. Um, our citizenship does indeed first lie in the kingdom of God. Um, it, and, and that's where I believe that my, my heart really was on Sunday is, is understanding where, you know, if, if our country, you know, it, God, God forbid it, but turns against the church and turns against Christians and starts to persecute and, and martyr, um, Christians, the church, understanding that we still don't renounce or denounce our country, that we are, you know, like them, like they were Roman citizens and, and, and this, you know, Paul was writing a letter to Rome, to those people in Rome saying, don't denounce, you know, submit to these governing authorities. Yeah, they're evil, but submit to them, um, honor them, respect them, you know, do good, you know, and so, but live out your faith. You know, be be willing to suffer for your faith, um, and and there's a, there's a lot to this conversation. Um, and I want to read Titus three. Uh, this says Titus three one says, remind them to submit to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to slander no one, to avoid fighting, and to be kind, always showing gentleness to all people. For we too were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by various passions and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, detesting one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not by works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy, through the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. And goes on. All these things are just so so rich and so good. But I want to finish up with, with 1 Timothy 2. Because this is the one that I want to want to come and end, end our time on. It says, first of all, then, I urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all of those in, in authority. Here it is. So that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good, and it pleases God, our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And so I, w- I want to wrap up with this with this thought that w- we we are not anti anyone. We don't renounce anyone. We don't renounce our family. We don't renounce our president or Congress. We don't renounce our mass media. We don't renounce our citizenship. And most of all, we do not renounce our faith. We need to be pro life. Be pro government. Be pro law enforcement, be pro-family, be pro-church, but over and above all, this is, I think this is the point that I was getting at, is that when I talk about pledging our allegiance to God and Him alone, understanding it's it's a quantitative allegiance. It is, I pre- pledge my allegiance to Christ and Him alone, and even if my, my own country turns against me, I will not turn from my God. I will not turn from my faith, even if it cost me my life. And it did. It cost Paul his life. It cost Peter his life. It cost the disciples and the apostles their lives because they stood firmly on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they never renounced Rome. That's, that's one of the, 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 you know, the things about even Jesus himself didn't renounce Caesar. He didn't. He said, pay, pay your taxes. You know, 
Render unto Caesar what's, what's Caesar's, but render to God what is God's. And so I want that to be um, maybe more hearing, being able to hear my heart and, and hearing an apology that I think I, I went too far on Sunday. Um, and I think it frustrated many who love our country. And that's, and that is where I feel like my heart is too. I love our country. I'm so frustrated with where I see a lot of it going. And I think that may, that frustration came out on Sunday in my preaching and I apologize and I'm sorry. And, um, and I want to be faithful to God's word and be faithful to our country, be faithful to proclaim the gospel as, as much as we can, because our country is what gives us the freedom to do this, to have a coffee with Alan, you know, time where we read scripture, where we talk about Jesus and it's out there for all to read and hear and see and interact with. Um, maybe in, until maybe eventually, you know, Facebook and YouTube bans, bans this kind of thing as hate speech. Um, you know, talking about Jesus himself a lot, you know, saying that God is the only, you know, Jesus is the only way to heaven, you know, is, you know, it's already in, in, in England, you know, in, in, in Europe. It's, you know, our, you know, preaching our faith has, is now accounted as hate speech. And so I want this to be a call for us to pray for our nation. Um, not because I believe that we are a Christian nation, um, but because, and, and like that we are like the new Israel or anything like that but that we were originally a nation that desired and pledged ourselves to honor God, to honor our faith, to honor the Bible, to honor Jesus Christ. And we have come a long way away from that. And um, I don't know what that looks like going forward. I don't have an answer as to like what a perfect, you know, balance of Christian ethics and, and freedom and, um, and everything would look like in our country. Um, I think my challenge still stands, though. Um, like even Jesus preached about, he said, you know, I have not come to bring unity or peace, but to bring a sword to, to, to the division of, you know, male, you know, to, of, you know, of husband and wife and male and uh, mother and father from their daughters and their, and their sons and their brothers and sisters. And, you know, Jesus, Jesus even said, well, who's my brother? And, you know, they're like your mother, and your brothers are here like. Who's my mother and brother? But those who do my will, who do the Father's will, and there's this, there is a stark challenge to us laid before us to say, you know, the, Jesus even said, if if no one, if if no one, what is it? Uh, I, I want to read. I want to look it up, um, so that I, I quote Jesus correctly. Um, um, Because basically Jesus said, you know, and unless you hate, <laughs> um, here it is. Um, uh, John, I think this looks like John 12, 25. Um, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. The one who loves his life will lose us, lose it. And the one who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Um, no, that's not the one I was thinking of. Um, is let's see if it, if we can find it here. Um, I can't, I can't remember the specific place, but somewhere Jesus speaks of if basically like, unless you renounce or, you know, unless you turn away from, unless you, 
basically break ties with you know your mother your brother son daughter friends family basically like unless you basically deny everything and you know and and follow me you are not worthy of me and so i think there there is that challenge and balance like i said balance there's a, there's a balance i believe that we need to have because i'm not saying that we need to renounce or denounce our citizenship as americans i mean paul even used his citizenship as a roman citizen um in philippi in, in acts chapter 16 and uh, because he was a roman citizen um and so we don't renounce or denounce or or bash on or hate america um, and, and dis- disrespect our country. That's I, th- I think clearly from our from the passages of Scripture. That's never um, God's heart, never God's call for us. Um, but to have this balance of understanding where our first and most powerful, most and strongest allegiance lies. What governs our life? What drives us? Are we first? Are we Americans first? And we do we view our faith through our through the lens of our nationality and patriotism, or do we view our our citizenship in this country and the way that we inter- interact with people in this world, specifically our politics and government and, and mass media and all these different things, do we interact with those things through our faith, through the lens of our allegiance first to God and then second to our to America? Um, you know, he, say, he even says, like, you know, you cannot serve you know God and money. Um, I would say you, you can't serve God and politics, and, you know, patriotism. Um, but you can serve your patriotism through your faith, through your love for God. And then that that completely transforms the way that you view your citizenship in this country and view media, view politics, view friendships, view um, disagreements and agreements. Um, I think one thing that social media has definitely done recently that has led to the demise of and, and even continued fracturing of our country is specifically if you watch the, this movie called The Social Dilemma, it literally they by their algorithms on Facebook and social media, they they basically bring you out of all of your friends list and put you into a echo chamber to where you're only hearing and seeing things by people that you would agree with for the most part, um, unless you you know, search, search them out. Um, and so, you know, through your newsfeed as you're scrolling. And so oftentimes I think we can get so wrapped up in our side, our side, our side, that we're not willing to see the other side and, and to balance even our political uh, political you know, spheres. Like, where do we agree on this side? Where do we agree on, the, on this side? Because I don't believe that we can be truly believers, true Christians, and side completely with both sides, with Republican, Democrat, um, or even Libertarian, for that matter. You know, there's no earthly political party that will perfectly um, wrap up, you know, wrap up um, godly principles. Um, and like my, my friend of mine said, you know, I don't I don't view Republican or Democrat, Libertarian. I don't believe I don't view political parties anymore. All I see is good and evil. Those who are fighting to destroy this country and to do, and destroy the ethics that we are living by today. And the freedoms that we have in our country to speak the gospel like this, to to broadcast our sermons on social media and not have to meet underground, you know, there there you know, there you know, there's a lot that is attacking this. So there's a great evil, you know, murdering infants, uh, murdering babies in the womb, um, all sorts of things that you know I that we just can see as evil. These are evil things that are non-biblical um, that are happening in our society. 
And of course, like I said, we cannot expect non-Christians to act like Christians, to have the morality of believers in Scripture. Um, and and we can see the, the Scriptures being played out that people are calling what you know calling what is, what is good evil, and when they're calling what is evil good, and, and elevating it just like all the, the kings of uh, the Northern Kingdom in Israel during the divide. There's great evil going on, but we cannot lose heart. And I want to leave us with this. Don't lose heart. God is still on his throne. God is in control. We are, we are a part of the greater king, kingdom. We are a part of the greater king and his nation and his country. And we are, in, we are living in insurrection in this country to infiltrate this creation, not just America, but, the, but worldwide with the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he loved this world so much that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life and to be baptized, you know, to come to believe in the gospel, to come to believe in Jesus, to come to believe in the kingdom and to be baptized and join that kingdom, to join the church, to join God's people. And uh, that I, I want to, to end our time with is, is the, the focal point of where we should be, to pledging our, our first and, and strongest allegiance to God, to Jesus Christ and his kingdom uh, above all else. Um, and so I hope this has been encouraging. I hope this has clarified a bit uh, from our sermon on Sunday. Even this has gone 30 minutes now. <laughs> and so uh, I hope this is uh, clarifying and, and encouraging. And two, like, please, if you, if you have, if I ever make you uncomfortable, if I, um, if I offend you, please, please reach out to me. Um, and, and challenge me back. I mean, because I want to be challenged as well. I'm growing. I am changing. Um, and I want to be faithful. I want to, to faithfully handle and, and rightfully handle the word of truth. And so if you feel like I'm not doing that, if you feel like I'm being overburdensome, if you feel like I'm, I'm going in a wrong direction, please let me know so we can have a conversation. I would love to bring you here to Mazevo uh, or somewhere locally, like in town, like the Buzz or, or to the church somewhere, and just talk. I'd love to have a conversation and be encouraged as we encourage and build up one another in love. So I love you guys. I will see you next time. Bye.